Hello and welcome back to Love London, Love Culture. I hope everyone's doing well. Um, so first of all, just a great apology for not being around as much and haven't uploaded or recorded an episode in a few weeks now. Um, there is a very good reason for that. I've been just so flat out with work at the moment. Um, everything, now that life is getting relatively back to normal, I'm just trying to juggle everything at the moment so um uh, what I've, i just have decided to do is um just do an episode a month uh cut it down a little bit and then that way i've got still lots and lots and lots of material um that i can talk to you about um but thankfully this week i have had a week off which has been lovely um as i say i've been working out working flat out um at the day job uh which has left me very little time um for, for for anything else unfortunately but this week has been really good i've been seeing lots of things experiencing lots of different things so today i just want to talk to you a bit more about what i've been seeing and some of it just a catch-up basically of everything that's been going on um so yeah, so it's so much going on, which is really, really lovely to see. Um, in terms of theatre, it's it breaks my heart every day. There seems to be a show that's had to close down again because of someone being pinged in the company and the cast. And if anyone from any of these shows are listening in, I'm so sorry um, that you've had to close down again. It's it's not. An ideal situation at all and I feel your pain and obviously you know the audiences will be there to welcome you back when you're safe to reopen again um, let's hope these things these measures change and they change soon um, I see that the government has announced an insurance scheme finally a year after we've all been asking for it for theatre and it just doesn't seem to be adequate enough at the moment but I think we've got to, to take it for what it is at the moment. It's a step in the right direction. So there's hope of finally starting to listen to us. It's taken them too long to listen, the government that is. Um, but let's hope now steps are being taken to protect this, this wonderful industry that we've all missed so much and try and protect people's livelihoods because that is what we need to do right now. Sorry about that, I went off on a, on a little bit of a tangent about that, but I think we do need to bear that in mind. Um, so this week, like I say, I've been up to seeing such a diverse range of things. This is what I love about London. You, From one day to the next, you can see so many different things. Um, so Thursday evening, I was very, 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 very lucky um, to get to see the press night of Singing in the Rain. Um, at Sadler's Wells. Uh, this is Jonathan Church's awesome production. It is just, it's got everything that I really, really love in it. Um, you know, the glamorous costumes, the, the beautiful dancing. It's just one of those shows that I left feeling so happy. And ironically, as I was going to the theatre to see it, it was raining, so it gave me an excuse to sort of hum that song as I was going to the theatre as well, humming it on my way back. Um, so for those who don't know, it's got 
this uh, production starring Kevin Clifton, a lot of people will remember from Strictly Come Dancing, you've got Faye Tunisia, um, who's from Steps, you've got Alan Cooper, who's just such an amazing dancer, uh, Charlotte Gucci, who's an all-round talent as well. So it's a really, it's a really good cast, leading cast. Um, they've got such a great supporting cast as well. Uh, let's not forget about them. Um, but there is what I love about this music as a whole. I've seen the film countless times, um, but never experienced it on stage. So it was a real thrill and joy to see just how closely it sticks to the film, what little tweaks and things that you make to it to make it more stage appropriate. Um, and I wasn't disappointed. I absolutely enjoyed every single second of this. Um, in terms of the design, the costumes, it, it just felt like we were stepping back into the 1920s in, in a perfect way. Um, like I said, it, it was just so brilliant. It feels like a classic Hollywood uh, musical just brought to life. And it was, it was such a thrill. Um, but I have to say, I have to really highlight um, Andrew Wright's glorious choreography because it just from start to finish that's that is pretty much the glue for me that holds the whole show together um, and it actually made me rethink some of the songs as well the music um, in the show as well which is very very interesting for example I'm not the I'm not the biggest fan of the song you were meant for me um, for me, it just it felt overly sentimental. Yet, thanks to the wonderful choreography and charisma of the cast, this particular song actually took on a bit more of a new meaning for me. Um, it felt a little bit more poignant and heartfelt than perhaps the film version did. I don't quite know why, but it just it seemed to work a lot better. Um, of course, as well, that iconic singing in the rain sequence. I'm not going to give any spoilers away. If you've already seen the production on the previous occasion in London, you'll know what I mean. Um, but it was a, it was, no, I don't think it was a gimmick. Um, I think it's a nice addition to sort of make you feel like you're part of the show, um, literally. Um, particularly if you're in the first and second rows of the audience. Um, and you could tell that Adam Cooper was just having the time of his life, just splashing around. Um, and it was done really well. I mean, I have to admit, I was slightly worried. I was like, oh, goodness, what if he fell over or something like that? But he was so well coordinated that you soon forget about that. Um, it was just... It was just such a glamorous um, production to watch. And yeah, I left the theatre with a huge, huge smile on my face. So if you can get a ticket, it's on until September. Um, I'm planning a return visit. So um, yeah, so that was that was just a real joy to watch. Um, so since I last spoke to you, I don't think I mentioned Joseph in my previous episode. Um, but I managed to go and see Joseph and Mason Technicolor Dreamcoat um, at the London Palladium. Again, Crest Night, very lovely. 
Um, it was lovely to be part of that an audience again. Um, in fact, you know, things like Singing in the Rain was the first time practically, oh no, Joseph, sorry, was the first time I've been in a, such a, a filled audience. And that was, it was wonderful. It was absolutely wonderful to be, be part of that again. But the show itself, now I'd seen this particular production, so Lawrence Conlon's production, uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, and Sheridan Smith was the narrator. Now, for some reason, I just couldn't take to it a couple of years ago. It felt, for me, lacking um, something. I still can't put my finger on what it was. Um, but this time round, it feels a little bit more settled. It feels a little bit more confident um, and joyful. I think that's the thing. I don't know whether it's the cast just being so wonderful and just being so happy to be back on the stage that enthusiasm that is all a part of the show anyway really really shone through when I went to see it a few weeks ago um Alexandra Burke made for such a fun narrator she's just a joy to watch in this role um and it was, it was plenty of sass she was really really involved with it all and but she never ever distracted from what the other members of the cast were doing um it's a difficult balance to get right particularly if she's playing other characters as well just to sort of embellish the, the part that she's playing um but yeah she was a real joy to watch uh, and i'm quite happy to see her do the part again um elsewhere jack yarrow was as confident and as charismatic as you'd as you'd want from a from a leading character. He obviously is playing Joseph. Um, his rendition of Close Every Door is just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And just like it two years ago, it did send Shivers Down My Spine because it is one of my favourite songs in the show anyway. Um, but again, it felt like it takes it's a song that has taken on a whole new meaning, um, particularly given everything in the last year or so. And it was just a very poignant and thoughtful moment in the show. Um, meanwhile, Jason Donovan as the Pharaoh, he really seemed to enjoy it. I feel like he enjoys it, enjoyed it more this time around. Perhaps I'm remembering it wrong. Um, but he really, really engaged with that part. He really made it his own. And it was um, him doing the Pharaoh song was just a real highlight. Um, he's got such a, a natural gift for comedy and it's, it's not something you naturally expect from him. Um, but he really, really did a good, do good job on this time around. Um, so again, if you are looking for a family-friendly show to go and see over the summer holidays, you kids, Joseph is always a good bet. Always, always, always a good bet to go and see. Um, so I'm going to take it down a different notch now. Um, so the other day I went to the British Museum, uh, one of my favourite places in London, I'm not going to lie, um, to see its um, narrow exhibition. Uh, Nero, the man behind the myth. Now, everything that we 
know about Nero. Um, you know, did he just sit in his palace while Rome burnt down? Or, you know, his, was he a tyrant, basically? This is the whole point of this exhibition, to sort of try and sift through um, to the the truth of what who he was um, and was he as much of a tyrant as he has been portrayed to be by ancient writers um, or whether it was propaganda after he was his death it's, it's a fascinating experience because actually as a ruler he did a lot of good he always tried for diplomacy it's not necessarily something you'd normally see. Yes, okay, he perhaps the women in his life were perhaps had rougher fates. You know, his, his relationship with his mother deteriorated quite quickly after he came to power. And yeah, it would be fair to say that ordering her to be killed was perhaps one of the dubious things that he did shall we say um but elsewhere he was was a huge fan of celebrating the arts and theater and everything else um there were just so many different elements to nero's reign rather than the things that we thought we knew um and it was it's a completely fascinating uh, engaging experience it can be a little bit overwhelming experience finds this exhibition there's just so much information. The detail um, and the level of research that has gone into this is ex extraordinary. Um, and you do come out of it feeling a bit more informed. But equally, you kind of feel, oh, they say, was the entire bit? It seems like they've gone one way to say, no, he wasn't as bad. I think there needs to have been a bit more of a balance to say well actually he didn't do this quite right or he there was an element to his personality because I don't think that necessarily yes he had a lot of political enemies particularly towards the end of his reign there was a lot of power jostling as you can imagine I mean nothing's changed in terms of politics in that regard um, and actually, there is a sort of striking parallel between Dominic Cummings and Boris Johnson jostling for power and everything else, which I did admittedly think about going around this exhibition slightly randomly. But as you can tell, history clearly repeats itself, particularly in the world of politics. But anyway, um, it was a really engaging exhibition. Um, but yeah, I just feel like the balance, it was quite clear the curators said, well, actually, no, he wasn't as bad as he seemed. Um, and it just felt like it overlooked perhaps some of his more dubious actions. Um, but overall, it was a really fascinating experience. Um, and for anyone who, like me, loves ancient history, it is worth catching while you can. Um, again, as someone, as everyone knows, I've mentioned this on more than one occasion, I am a huge, huge Harry Potter fan. And yet somehow it can, I completely missed the fact that there's a new Harry Potter photographic exhibition that was 
has now opened in London. I don't know where I've been. It feels like I was under a rock when I heard about this. So um, based in um, Covent Garden, this exhibition um, features photographs, costumes, props. There are also short films with uh, interviews with the filmmakers um, involved with making Harry Potter films. Um, from the very first one all the way through to uh, Fantastic Beasts up to date. Um, and interestingly enough as well, there's Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, which as we know is the stage show. I'm not quite sure whether they included that, um, given the fact it's more about the films that this whole thing is supposed to be about, but it rented off the exhibition quite nicely. Um, it... It was fascinating. I love the, the, the photographs that are on display, whether it's just the filmmakers preparing for a scene or just seeing the cast sort of generally relaxed on set. Uh, there's a lot of information you can take away from it because the guides that are dotted around this whole experience, um, just like the Warner Brothers Studio Tour, are extremely knowledgeable, very friendly, very helpful, and are willing to sort of give you all kinds of secrets into the films um, which can be a little bit lacking elsewhere um, but you're so happy to be in, just seeing something else Harry Potter related um, that you don't don't mind that there's not an awful lot of information written down um, for you to sort of read uh, particularly if you're not familiar with all that that things um, yeah, it was worth the experience. Um, do I think it's worth twenty pounds? The thing is, I think it may they could have possibly brought the price down slightly. Um, that's my personal opinion. Fifteen pounds for me would have been more than enough uh, to to spend on this exhibition, um, particularly given they've got um, a butterbeer bar and a shop as well afterwards. It's really making the money in um that's just the cynical part of me um coming in there but apart from that it was it was a really fun experience particularly if you're a harry potter fan like me it's worth doing if you don't fancy traipsing all the way up to the one breath studio tour uh, or just happen to be in london at the day on the day yeah it's completely completely worth it um so yes yeah, so that was uh, that was a lot of fun um, so last week I went to see West End premiere, um, one-off concert performance of uh, Drew Gasparli's um, I Could Use a Drink. Uh, so it's a song cycle basically and it was really interesting to see how these stories are interwoven. As you know, song cycles don't necessarily have a coherent plot. Um, but the first act really was stronger for me um, with regards to the, the emotional core of it. It was focusing on different relationships and it, the emotions that all come with it, and particularly romantic relationships. And that was really fascinating. There's some really beautiful songs um, that I wouldn't mind listening to over and over again. Um, Whereas in the second act, it sort of uh, meanders off slightly. Um, the quality of the songs are just as good, 
but it just felt less well structured. So I think maybe a little bit more structuring uh, could be could be used there. But so it was a really enjoyable experience, and I could tell the audience really loved it as well. So hopefully it won't be too long before we sit back on stage, maybe in the same format, but just with a few little tweaks. Hopefully that that will be something that will happen. Um, so yeah, you'd British weather. You you expect you're never knowing what to expect with it. Um, but we've had quite a bit of rain recently. Um, it's not ideal to go and see some ideal theatre. Um, so the evening that I was going to see Arthur Merlin um, at the Actors Theatre, um, Church, sorry, Actors Church in Covent Garden, um, as part of the Irish Theatre's Summer Festival. Um, and it was tipping it down before I left. I was like, is it going to go ahead? It did, thankfully. And Arthur Merlin, if you can't guess from the title, it's about the rise of King Arthur, uh, the sword and the stone. Um, and it was a production that really made the most of its environment. If you've never been to the Exodus Church, there's Irish Theatre always do such a great job of making the most of their environment. And this production is certainly no different. Um, it's really fun. It's really lively. The cast are all on point, and the characters are, um, are brilliant. Um, the first half is feels a bit more like adventurous and child friendly, um, whereas the second act felt slightly long, longer, and it it does tend to feel like it immoralizes a little bit too much um but this being said i love the way because there was a limited audience the cast then were able to interact with the younger member of the members of the audience and that gave it the production an extra dimension that was just really reasonably pleasing to 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 watch and it just made you feel it made you smile made you feel part of the production um, but yes, yeah, so definitely, I feel like maybe some editing needed to be in this adaptation. Um, but yeah, there are certainly lots, lots of playful moments in it, um, and the use of imagination is just is wonderful um, to see. Um, and then Wonder Film. Now, who doesn't like a bit of magic? I mean, I, I do. I find it fascinating. And I think the more that I try and understand the, the, the tricks, how, how does that happen? How's, it makes it even more special in a sense. So this show features a diverse um, range of acts, all putting on performances and illusions that are just spectacular. Um, but again, for me, one of the big highlights was seeing the way in which the the cast would interact with them and their audience uh, in a different way. It was, it was really quite fascinating and immensely enjoyable uh, to watch unfold. So um, that was a it was a real treat, basically. Um, and it's on for a little time longer. So again, if you've got family, young ones. Want to go and see a bit of magic? 
at the Palace Theatre, which of course is the home of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, so I can't think of anywhere more appropriate for a magic show to be shown. Um, yeah, it was immensely, immensely enjoyable, um, more so than I thought it would be, if I'm being honest, because there is a danger with these types of shows that it can get a bit samesy, um, but you don't actually see exactly where this, this show is going to go. So it's a real thrill and delight in many, many ways. Um, I'm just going to finish off by talking about Van Gogh immersive experience. Now, this is not the one that's taking place in um, Kensington Gardens. No, this one's at uh, Truman's Brewery. Um, and it just, it focuses on a particular period of Van Gogh's life. So, when he was going through uh, a lot of mental health problems uh, and he was under a lot of strain um, and it focuses very much on the work then and there. Um, I was expecting a little bit more immersive things in, in it, if I'm being honest, but um, there's one final room in it where you're just immersed with all floor to ceiling images of his work and on the floor it, it really immerses you and it, it was it was wonderful um it was a fascinating experience um, and there's plenty plenty to see and do in it um but yeah it was it was just not quite what i was expecting lots of opportunities for you to take selfies and really get to know his work um so yeah so that was it was a real good time really good time um but could have done maybe just a little bit more more with it um so yeah so that's what i've been up to recently um so yeah so hopefully i will have more to um update you with um next month hopefully around about the sort of same time first first week september um it's just to sort of keep you informed of what I've been up to and some of the pics that we've I've been to see um in the meantime I hope you keep safe well and um I shall speak to you again soon